This is Sunday Rewind. Take it back now, y'all. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Now, here are your hosts, Tom Stevens and Mike Melby. Welcome in, kids. Tom Stevens, Mike Melby, Husker Rewind, every Sunday, 5 to 7. Nebraska, of course, coming off a loss to Michigan State, 20 to 17. Three turnovers from Nebraska, minus 12 now on the season. Heinrich Harburg obviously had a tough day, two picks and a fumble as Nebraska falls to a team that had lost six in a row. But now it's on to Maryland, a team that has been beaten badly, was beaten badly yesterday by uh, Penn State, 51 to 15. They were crushed. Uh, but you look at the numbers, Talia Tungaviola still played pretty well. He didn't throw a pick. He threw for 286 yards, but they ran for minus seven in that game. Yeah, he got sacked eight times, seven or eight times. Maryland uh, has struggled to run the football, which gives me hope. If you can make them one-dimensional, it didn't help against Colorado. I know Nebraska sometimes struggles against really good quarterbacks, and this is a really good quarterback, but it's also a really good opportunity. You haven't seen the line yet, have you? Uh, yeah, uh, Maryland is favored by two and a half. Do you like that? Yeah, I actually think it's a, a good line, accurate line based on. But they've lost, what, four in a row after winning their first yeah. five. Yeah. Uh, I, I This happens with Mike Loxley teams every single year. It does seem to. They start out four and oh, five and oh, sometimes six and oh, it seems like. And then they just melt. Yeah. And I, I don't know where that's coming from. I thought they were a really good football team. And in many, many cases, I think earlier in the year, I thought they were the fourth best team in the league. And now I don't know what to make of the Maryland Terrapins, but I do know they have a really good quarterback. Nebraska now tied for second in the West. Iowa's taken command of the lead in the Big uh, Ten West at 4-2, and 7-2 and two overall. It's funny that they just fired their offensive coordinator, allowed to coach <laughs> the rest of the games. And then you have Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Nebraska all at 3-3. Three and three. Well, and on the Husker Extra Hour, Tom Chattel pointed out that Nebraska and Iowa both control their own destinies here. They do. Because if Nebraska beats Iowa, they get they 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 win the tiebreaker as long as right. they don't lose any more games. So they like if Nebraska wins out, Minnesota going to be the, the head to West. head on a few teams. Yeah, but Minnesota is 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 now uh, assuming Minnesota lose, that's the caveat. Minnesota yeah. has to lose to Ohio State, that's right. which you assume will happen. Well, you would assume that would happen. So with that caveat, then Nebraska and Iowa control their own destinies. If they if one of those two teams wins out, they're winning the West. Yep. So, well, the the good news is nobody's very good, uh, and even Iowa, that's pretty good defensively, is atrocious offensively. That game with Northwestern set the game of football as almost every Iowa game does back fifty years. Oh yeah, uh, they are terrible uh, offensively, but really, really good defensively. Let's get to the opening kickoff. Here it is. Oklahoma. The Sooners are in white. We are in Lincoln, Nebraska, and we are ready to go. Thanks, Keith. We are ready to go. I'm going to go with breaking news. Uh, It's not brand new. It broke about an hour and a half ago, but Amy Williams has got herself probably the best player that may have ever come out of Nebraska uh, girls volleyball. Like uh, basketball. 
Basketball. Um, yeah, this is one the second, I think, five-star ever. Yeah. I was thinking Jessica Shepard might have been, but I think Kissinger, Taylor Kissinger was a five-star as well. Might have been, and, and I'm not sliding Alexis Markowski here because she's one of the best Big ever Big Ten play. freshman of the year. Yeah, she's one of. But, but she was under-recruited coming yeah. out of high school. But, In fact, changed, what, from Colorado State or something like that to Nebraska on signing day. Yeah, Britt Prince, though, out of Elkhorn North commits to Amy Johnson and the uh, Nebraska women's basketball team. She is a difference maker. She's a 5'11 point guard. Uh, uh, what is it, Caitlin Young? What's her name over in Iowa? Yeah. This is literally who you're getting. I, I She's she's wow. insane. Caitlin Clark. Caitlin, yes, thank you, Caitlin Clark. Britt Prince, though, is is all that in a couple of bags of chips. I, I mean, like chips. unbelievably talented young lady, and uh, she's committed to Amy Williams and Nebraska volleyball. <clears throat> also breaking here in the last couple of hours, not really surprising news out of L.A. Lincoln Riley has fired his defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch. Uh, he stole their defense. Get it? Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, he, Alex Grinch, though, he's got his his his, his uh, original job to fall back on to mess with Christmas. They are awful defensively. Uh, I was watching that game yesterday, and and it, I just it was genuinely like watching Nebraska with Kevin Cosgrove as a DC. They can't stop you or me. No, I'm pretty sure I could run for a hundred yards on USC's defense. Guarantee it. Uh, you alluded to it on Monday. Iowa interim AD Beth Gates. Announced that Brian Ferentz will not return next season as the offensive coordinator. Evidently, uh, Kirk Ferentz is not thrilled with this um, because why are you firing my son? We're seven and two. Our offense is amazing. Um, whatever, but he will not be back next year. Nor will he be with the program. No, in any capacity. Isn't it a little weird that they fire him but they let him finish out the season? Yeah, whatever. I, I wonder though. I be careful, Iowa. What you wish for. Because we've seen this at Nebraska. You got rid of Frank Solich. You got rid of Bo Pelini. And it didn't necessarily go well after that. And you might be on the fringe. If I were his son, I wouldn't put it past Kirk to say, well, screw all of you. I'm leaving. Yeah. And maybe they want him to leave. They it, might. I mean, he's, I think, the longest tenured coach in college football. Yep. Head coach. Yep. Uh, so, 99, I believe. Yeah. And so, you know, I wouldn't put it past him to just say, you know what? I'm done. On Thursday, the Nebraska soccer team lost in the semifinals of the Big Ten Tournament to Wisconsin 3-1. NCAA Tournament Selection Show is tomorrow at 3 p.m. live streamed on NCAA.com. Props to Nebraska head coach John Walker and the entire team. Uh, Eleanor Dale uh, should be, I think, uh, player of the year in the NCAA. We'll see how that all shakes out. Friday night, the Big Ten Network premiered the big story, Nebraska volleyball, right after the Nebraska-Penn State volleyball match, which saw the Huskers win their 22nd in a row and... Trying to tear down from Halloween, fight the cold or whatever from being out in the I'm cold, right there with all, you. The, all that stuff. I <coughs> forgot to record it, and I was actually out, of course, in the freezing cold on fr- Friday night instead yeah. of watching this at a haunted house <laughs> that, uh-huh. that did a special deal. Right. Um, at any rate, we'll talk about volleyball in a second, but for those that had a chance to watch uh, the big story in Nebraska volleyball, uh, let us know how it went. 402-464-5685 on the Honda of Lincoln Hotline or Sarder Heyman text line. Uh, and for those of you live streaming on the Sarder Heyman live stream, it's on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook, as well as Allo Channel 951. Nebraska baseball added what will more than likely be their last two commits for the 2024 class when Cannon Sundgren and Drew Duckhorn committed to the Huskers last Thursday. Both are JUCO players. Sundgren is a catcher who hit 417 last spring in Duckhorn 
is a left-handed pitcher. And last but not least, in the kickoff outside of Nebraska Volleyball and their incredible weekend that we're going to talk about in a second, massive shout-out to all of my fellow Texas Rangers fans. After years of suffering, your team is now World Series champs. You are no longer the longest-running franchise without a championship in professional sports in America. And they've been good for a long time. I mean, not recently, but they've always spent a lot of money, it seems like, in, especially in recent years, on their payroll. Uh, they they have a big payroll this year. Yeah. Um, didn't they? They were like one of the first in Major League Baseball. They spent like $200 million on A-Rod. Uh, they spent $250 million on A-Rod, 10-year deal back in uh, 2000. That didn't uh, work out very well. No, well, then then he decided, I, I'm feeling pressure, and my buddy Jose Canseco says this stuff that he's going to shoot in my arm is going to make me hit more home runs and be worth the $250 million. Hmm, Hadn't uh, heard about that. Yeah, so uh, at any rate, yeah, Texas was one of the most horrible teams from 2017 through 2022. Uh, never had a winning record, and they were just abysmal. Bruce Bochy comes out of retirement, and holy crap. Um, it was a fun ride, man. I didn't get to watch great. all the games, but uh, yeah, yay, go Rangers! Congratulations go back to, back. to you and your Rangers. I mean, you deserve it because you've you stuck with since I've known you. It's been what? How long? Nineteen, yeah, thirty years for you and me. Uh, I, I very first game I ever went to, uh, Ferguson Jenkins was the pitcher for the Rangers, and Toby Hara was second baseman, and he hit a two-run home run in the bottom of the ninth with two outs. Wow! To win the game over the Cleveland Indians, two to one. This is back when they were playing in the origi- the old AAA ballpark sure. where you could hit it out of the stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It hit the front windshield of a car like four cars down in the same row that my dad's car was in. Wow, that's kind of cool. So yeah. that's my first memory it, of Major League Baseball. So I'm a, I'm a diehard Texas like, Rangers fan. If you told me George Brett broke my windshield, I would think that was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> there you go. I would never fix that thing. Yeah, no, it, it, sorry, Ossifer. But, I mean, it, George Brett broke my window. He'd probably say, if he's a Royals yeah. fan, he'd be like, yeah, yeah. never mind. I'm going to give you a police escort. No, I, Where are you going? I seriously would not fix that windshield. <laughs> Toby Hara did uh, but by your, right by your dad's car. But right? I think it was four cars down from the same row, too. Like, if it wow. would have been another 20 feet to the left of where it landed, it would have hit the, uh, dad's car. So, um, Is that it? Are you I, done? Just real quick, i got to talk a little bit about uh, the now 23-0 Nebraska volleyball team. Five-set thriller on Friday night. Nebraska's only going to five sets once in the first 21 matches this season. Penn State made the Huskers work for win number 22, though. They took the first two sets, 25-15, 25-23. Nebraska storms back. They win the third, 25-18, fourth, 25-20, and then 15-13 in the fifth. Merritt Beeson, um, if she's not National Player of the Week again after her performance there and her 20-kill performance, 21-kill performance today. With two errors. With two errors. Just insane. Uh, at any rate, on, on Friday night as well, uh, Harper Murray, 15 kills, th- hit 379. Becca Alec, 11 kills on 21 swings, hit it a 381 clip, clip. She also had five blocks today against Rutgers. They sweep them, 25, 15, 20, and 18. Beeson, 21 kills, nine digs, five blocks. Batenhorst, 11 kills, seven digs, two blocks. And Becca Alec, seven kills and five blocks. I mean, they are... Um, they are dangerous. They are one of the most fun volleyball teams, college volleyball teams, to watch ever. I mean, and that's not an overstatement. It doesn't feel like because they're just they're just so good. And and they've added Beeson, who I didn't think was going to be, despite the fact that she was named captain within you know two weeks of being on campus, and she was the what the SEC Player of the Year at Florida. I didn't think she would be the best. For some reason, I didn't think she would be the best player on this team. 
She's the best I, player on this team. I still think Lexi Rodriguez is the best player on the team. Well, yeah, uh, a libero. How can I, I? You have a certain, certainly a good argument for that. But she's the most okay. She's the most valuable player on yeah. this team. And maybe you could even argue Lexi there because she does everything. She had eleven assists, I believe, on Friday night. Yeah, she plays so well. But Beeson just is that glue. She's so confident. She talks about a lot about. You know what? I love the Devaney Center. I'd almost rather play on the road. Yeah. Uh, she just loves, and she's not just saying that. She means it. She loves being, you know, in a hostile environment like Happy Valley. Well, and the one thing that I guess I sit there and I look at and I and I watch, and I, and I can't wait to talk to Tanya Taki about this next hour, Harper Murray may be the, the most raw, talented player on the team. Maybe. Because <laughs> there's a ton I, of I them that you could make correct. an argument. Oh, I think that's but, correct. But the flip side is, I think Harper Murray is going to be a better player as a junior and senior than she would have been if Merritt Beeson would not have been her teammate yeah. as a freshman and I a agree. sophomore. Yeah. It, it reminds me of the 90s. We go back to this all the time. You know, those teams were so good in part because they're playing against such great players every day that if you don't bring it every day in practice, and this is what it is with volleyball as well, you'll simply have your job taken away. Yeah. that It's like, I don't, in many cases... They're not going to see anything better than what they see Monday through Friday in practice or Monday through Thursday in practice. Uh, and so they get to the game and it's not it's not scary at all because they've already seen this scary all week long. Yeah. Um, this is a fun team to watch and they're just so deep. Becca Alec had a great game. Andy Jackson played well. Batenhorst was a little bit on and off. Um, I think she almost needs Krause to come back and have that comp- competition resume between the two of them. Um, but you mentioned Murray, 15 kills, um, and Merritt Beeson with the 27 kills ties Michaela Fecky, uh, from 2018 with 27. Well, and, and Merritt Beeson reminds me of the, the Jordan Larson, Michaela Fecky, um, the, the hitter that just simply says, that's my back, jump on, let's go. Yeah. I, I mean, there, there were times that they simply took over matches and, I mean, everybody knew it. Everybody on the other side of the court knew where the set was going and whether the set was perfect or imperfect. If it needed to be just a nice little tip, if it needed to be an absolute hammer, whatever. Yeah. If it needed to go down the line, if it needed to find the, the, the donut shop, whatever the case may be, they always came up with the perfect attempt at a hit. And they played a team that was red hot in that first and second set. I mean... Penn State played almost perfect volleyball, but Nebraska just didn't get rattled. It's the first time, or the last time they've come back from down 2-0 was in 2021 against Ohio State. Uh, but Merritt Beeson, as you mentioned, 27 kills, six in the fifth set. She hit 426, but they're loaded uh, throughout that lineup. Murray played well. Becca Alec played well. You had Andy Jackson. Of course, uh, you always get that kind of perform- performance, it seems like, from Lexi. Rodriguez, 13 digs, 11 Ow. set assists. Uh, so she she really played well. Bergen Riley, we don't even mention her because she'd become so automatic at seven. She's so Kelly Hunter-esque, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, who's her coach? Um, final from not too long ago, final in West Lafayette. In five sets, 25-17, 25-15, 21-25, 20-25, and in the fifth set, 15-12, winning over Penn State, Purdue. Wow. Yep. Wow. I think Purdue's 19th in the country. 
but uh, they come up with a massive Sunday afternoon home win. Uh, Nebraska should get two more wins this week, you would think. They've got Northwestern and Illinois, so you'd think they would improve to 25-0. and At this point, you're 23-0. and You might as well just go undefeated this year. I, I think that's the goal. I don't remember the last team to do that, um, but I can't believe that there's a lot that have done that, especially in this day and age of rally scoring. Um, maybe wait, computer making all kinds of weird no, noises. That was, that wasn't <laughs> neither one of us. Oh, there you go. <laughs> He's Mike uh, Melby. With sound effects on uh, on ninety three seven. The ticket on Oscar Rewind. He's Mike Melby. He sat in uh, on Husker Extra. Nice job. Thanks. Sam McEwen, Good of course, to and Tom Chattel uh, yeah. precede our show every Sunday uh, from 4 until 5, and then we take over from 5 until 7. We'll talk a little bit about uh, Husker basketball. They they tip it off. Their first game of the season, Lindenwood, tomorrow night at the Devaney Center. Uh, we've got Tanya Taki on the show. But next, it's Mike Schaefer. Of Husker 24-7, we'll talk a little Husker football and Vikings football. If you missed it today, what a comeback from the Minnesota Vikings, from a quarterback who just signed like on Tuesday. Uh, tell you about that and talk to Mike Schaefer coming up next. It's Husker Rewind every Sunday, 5-7, to 7, right here on 93.7 The Ticket.